Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode of the Strong and Sculpted podcast, the podcast by me, Kim Constable, also known as The Sculpted Vegan, about all things strong and all things sculpted. And this week we are going to talk about one of my favorite subjects. And I know that I always say that. Everything is my favorite subject, isn't it? But you know what? Truly, they are all my favorite subjects. But this week I recorded another live training inside my Sculpt and Shred program. And I have loved teaching these live trainings and they have made such good podcast episodes and you guys are leaving such good reviews. So obviously you're really enjoying them. And actually one of the members inside, actually one of the coaches inside the group said during this live training that this was possibly the most important information that she had ever heard and that this should literally be broadcast everywhere for women all over the world because of just how important it was. Because the thing that we talk about in this program or the thing I talk about in this particular episode is the mistake that almost every single gym goer makes whenever they first start in the gym. It's a mistake that I made. It's a mistake that all of the thousands of women who purchased my programs last year make. And I want you to not make this mistake in the gym and in not even in the gym. I want you to not make this mistake in your training. If you can overcome making this mistake, then you will see results far, far faster than you would ever believe. So I want you to listen to this episode. I want you to hear what this mistake is. I want you to not make this mistake yourself. And then I would love for you to leave a comment or a review on iTunes and let me know, did this information blow you away? What mistake have you been making or have you been making this particular mistake? Share it with me and let me know. And don't forget that we are giving away a free Sculpt and Shred program or any program of your choice to one person who leaves a review on iTunes every single month. So all you have to do is leave a review on iTunes and then if you want to take a screenshot and DM it to me on Instagram so I know that it's there, it's like a little double whammy that we're getting, but we will go in and choose from the reviews that are left each and every month and one lucky person will win a program of their choice, including the $1,500 Sculpt and Shred program. So hop on over to iTunes, leave me a review there, and I hope that you enjoy this episode of the podcast and let me know your thoughts. So today, guys, I have a really special training for you. And this is something that is very close to my own heart. It's actually something I love talking about. And the reason why I love talking about it is because um, it's kind of why I started, not why I started The Sculpted Vegan, but the reason uh, today's training talks about the reason why whenever I launched The Sculpted Vegan, I decided to launch with a 12-month program, which has now become an 18-month program, as you all know. And um, it's it's for this very specific reason that I want to talk about today. And it's something that I see is a massive, massive problem in the fitness industry. It is literally such a problem, it's become an epidemic. And it's something I'm extremely passionate about changing. And so I'm very excited to be able to present um, this training to you today, which is really just all about, I mean, it's... <laughs> I'm going to talk about what changes should you be seeing in your body whenever you embark on a fitness program and how quickly should you be seeing changes. But underneath this question lies a much, much deeper problem. And there really is a, there's like a root um, that we all need to get to, to as to what is underpinning this and holding this uh, together. So I really want to discuss that today, which is something, like I said, I'm very passionate about. But first of all, let me just tell you where um, where I learned how important this information is that I'm going to teach you today. So many of you will have heard the story about um, how I got started in the fitness industry in the first place. And I was already a yoga teacher, as many of you know. And I was sitting in, well, I wasn't sitting in my home office. That's what I always say is just I'm sitting in my home office. I'm actually sitting in my home office right now. But my home office used to be a yoga studio. And apologies if you've heard this story before, but I do think it's worth telling. And I do kind of, you know, change it up and add more into it every time, well, add more detail to it every time I t- do tell it. So there was one day I came into my yoga room um, wearing only a thong and a bralet because I was, I think I was getting dressed for something or I was maybe going to be teaching yoga. And there was something in this room that I wanted from the drawer. And this room that I'm sitting in has huge big windows that overlook the garden. It actually has like a balcony outside it. Um, and so we, 
I, I the sun shines in here, especially in the morning time in spring. And so it was an April morning and I came in to get something from the drawer and I used to have three big mirrors on the wall here behind me. And I walked in and the sun was streaming in through the window and I got something from the drawer. And as I was walking out of the room, I turned to look at my butt in the mirror. Now, what I have never told in this story before is that in January of this same year, I had discovered fitness models online. So I hadn't, and it's not a website, fitnessmodelsonline.com. I had just discovered fitness models. Like I, I had never really, I had never followed fitness models before on Instagram and I had never really been interested in fitness models or bikini um, athletes. But my sister the year before had decided that she was going to do a bikini competition and she had started training for one. She, she trained in this gym and in the gym that she trained in, there were a lot of competitors there. And Kerry, my sister, is very naturally buff. Like she just, she's very, very lean naturally. Uh, she has a very high metabolism and she puts on muscle like a mofo. And so whenever she was training in this gym, I think some of the guys who she used to train with, you know, had said to her, you should totally do a bikini competition. Like you would absolutely rock it. And she was like, no, nah, not really. It's not really my thing. And they were like, no, 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 you really should. So she decided that she would do a bikini competition. And so because she got into it and I was like, oh, but I love muscle and you look amazing and she kept posting pictures of you know her she would post me pictures of her in her bikini or with her heels and every time you know and then she would you know she was on this special diet and I was like totally geeking out on the whole thing I was like oh my god I was like it was literally me living my dream inside my head and she had said to me and she was going to go over and do Miami Pro the show that I did actually in London and of course, I didn't know it was called Miami Pro at the time. I knew nothing about it. But she'd asked me when I go with her to the show. And I had said, yes, I would. And I was so excited about going with her and being there to support her and all of this going on. And uh, in the end, she decided that she she wouldn't do the show. She got to her prep. She got about halfway through her prep. And she was like, my heart is not in this. I cannot be arsed to be this anal about my food. Like Carrie's the kind of person who eats up in the middle, wakes up in the middle of the night to eat. She will eat crunchy nut cornflakes for breakfast. Like who do you know eats crunchy nut cornflakes apart from someone who's 12? Okay, so. Gary eats the most insane amount of food because she can because she never puts on a pick of fat and so she decided she didn't like the diet and she wasn't going to do this competition but her wanting to do the competition had kind of spurred me this was just the previous year so this is April of 2017 and it, she had this or April 2016 apologies and it was in 2015 she had decided that she was going to do the bikini competition and she had started prepping for it in January 2016 so this is only April 2016 so she only prepped for maybe I think six weeks and she decided she wasn't going to do it but this had kind of sparked my interest in fitness models and I had found various fitness models on online I had found Emily Sky, who I was like totally and utterly in love with. Every time I saw one of her pictures, I was like, she looks amazing. Like she had exactly the kind of body that I had always wanted to have. Lovely, full muscular thighs, you know, lovely flat sculpted stomach, you know, really nice shoulders, but she just looked incredible in her fitness photos. So this is where then the day, and I haven't told that part of the story very often, um, but it really is important with what I'm going to talk about today. So I already had this in my mind. I had this vision that actually, you know, maybe skinny was not better than strong. You know, I had always wanted to be skinny and I used to live by the quote of, you know, food never tasted as good as skinny feels. I think it was Audrey Hepburn first said it or Kate Moss perhaps, but I always loved that. I always wanted to be skinny over the years and I had managed to get myself very skinny, except after I had my kids and I just couldn't get rid of the pocket of fat around my belly button, which many of you will know about. Um, but I was kind of very lean in the legs, but I didn't have a great shape. I was a very natural pear shape. I was very skinny on top and I had that those naturally kind of wider thighs and hips. Um, and, but I did work very, very, very hard to be skinny. So this particular day, I was walking past these mirrors in my yoga room and I was wearing only a thong and I turned to look at my butt in the mirror. Now, I had never considered filling up my butt with muscle before because I didn't even have it in my mind that a muscular butt was nice. It was only whenever I started following Emily Sky and then I started following all the different fitness models through finding Emily Sky that I realized that actually you could change your body shape with muscles. I had never even thought about it before. It had never even been something in my remit that I had, you know, that I where I wanted to have a bigger butt. In my whole life, all I had spent my time doing was trying to get a smaller butt. Like why in God's name would anybody ever want a bigger ass? That was, you know, so, but I never thought, you know, you could fill your ass up with muscle. I thought it always had to be with fat. So this particular day, I looked in the mirror, saw my ass in the mirror and had this epiphany moment, right? The skin was starting to get slightly wrinkly because I was 37 years of age. So the skin was softening. 
Obviously, I had been bigger in my lifetime. I had, you know, had four pregnancies. So I had just, you know, a few ripply stretch marks, not big glaring stretch marks, but just, you know, stretch marks within the skin that you can see. And they had started to appear on my butt because my butt, although small and kind of quite toned, I had a a really kind of tight glute medius, which you get from practicing yoga because you get it from all the twisting poses. So I had a really tight glute medius, but I didn't have any fullness in any of the maximus or any of the other parts of my butt. So I looked at my butt in the mirror, sun was streaming in through the window, shining directly directly on my butt and I looked at it and it just looked like the butt of an old woman. And I thought, oh my God, I cannot have an old woman's butt. I'm only 37 and I'm getting older and older and older every year and my butt is going to get worse and worse and worse. And I had this epiphany moment, like literally this, you know, like this shining beacon of light came down from the sky and shone upon my butt. And I realized that I could change my butt with muscle. I looked at it and I thought, I can't lose any more body fat because I knew that if I lost more body fat, my butt would get worse because the skin would get wrinkly. My dad always says, there's no wrinkles on a balloon. And what he basically means is whenever you have, you know, more body fat, the reason why people who carry more body fat in their face look younger is because they don't have any wrinkles because the fat fills out the wrinkles, stretches out the skin, right? Just like me, whenever I'm really lean for competition or, you know, whenever I'm on a shred like I am at the minute, you can see that I have like loads of veins running down the side of my head. And I'm actually starting to get veins running down my forehead now because I'm very low on body fat. And then I get, you know, my wrinkles start coming out because, you know, there's not a lot of fat to fill up the skin. So I had this epiphany moment. I looked in the mirror and I thought, I don't want to have a small wrinkly butt. I want to have a lovely full butt like Emily Sky. So I am going to start the gym program. I had actually already bought um, a gym program, her gym program. In, in January. And I thought, I'm going to start that gym program that I bought that I never started. I'm going to start it today. And I am going to fill up my butt with muscle. So I downloaded the program. I printed it out. I actually think I still have a copy here. My husband printed it out for me and like put a picture of a really nice butt on the front of it and everything. It was so sweet. So I went into the gym every day with my booklet and I started to work my butt because this the, her gym program came in three parts, right? The first part was kind of like a total body workout, I think. The middle part was to, to tone your butt and your gl- your glutes and your thighs, I think. And the third part was all about toning your midriff and your stomach. But I was like, well, I don't need to tone my midriff and my stomach because, you know, that's not a, a body part that I'm really that concerned about. Even though I did have body fat there, I did recognize that no amount of sit-ups was going to get rid of the body fat. And I thought, I don't really want a, t- a total body workout, so I'm just going to go directly to the bit that that works your butt. And I'm just going to do that. So the program was four weeks long. I looked at the nutrition part of it and I thought, nah, don't need to do the nutrition part of it. I run a yoga detox company. I am a nutritionist. You know, I know all about this. I do not need to do that part of it. I'm just going to follow the workout and I'm going to do my own nutrition training. Knew nothing about macros and calories. Well, I knew what they were, of course, but I knew nothing about manipulating macros and calories in order to build muscle. I was eating in a severe calorie deficit of about 12 to 1400 calories a day, sometimes only a thousand calories a day. But I didn't know that I needed to eat more calories in order to build more muscle. I thought all I had to do was show up at the gym. So I showed up at the gym and I went every single day for four weeks and I and I lifted intensely and I worked my ass off and and literally worked my ass off for those four weeks. And I um, and I and I, I looked at my butt in the mirror every single day. And um, you know, after one week, I was staring at my butt and I said to my husband, Do you think my butt looks bigger? And he was like, uh, maybe not bigger, like not sure. And I was like, Oh, okay, maybe it takes a wee bit longer than that. So then, you know, after week two, like I was looking in the mirror and I was looking at it every day, and I was like, Do you think my butt looks bigger? And I was taking photographs from the side and photographs from the back, and he was like, Yeah, maybe bigger not I wouldn't say bigger not quite sure maybe and so I began to get really good with angles maybe if I move my leg this way maybe if I move my leg this way what is it that the fitness models do I'll put this foot in front of the other foot and push this foot back and stick my hip out this way and that'll make my butt look bigger so after three weeks butt really wasn't that bigger after four weeks I was like okay come on like seriously the program is now finished I have worked my ass off I've been in that gym like her program which I hated was was three gym workouts and then a hit workout and then a, a rest day. I think it was three. It was maybe it was two. I think it was gym, gym, hit workout, rest. Gym, gym, hit workout, rest. I detested the hit workouts. I hate hit workouts. Hate them. And so after four weeks, I was looking in the mirror and I was like, why 
has my butt not changed? Why is my butt not enormous? Why does my butt not look like Emily Skye's? She sold me a four-week gym program. Now, understand, this was not Emily's fault, okay? I love Emily, and Emily and I are good friends. Uh, This was my misunderstanding of what she was teaching, so I'm not coming on here and saying, Emily Skye sold me a lie. She didn't. Emily's program was insanely good, and it is really good for what it gets. It's a three-month program. She she gets insane results. Her, you know, she has fit members all over the world, but it just, it wasn't, you know, I just expected that I would have a butt like Emily's after four weeks, right? This was my warped expectation. And this is what I'm trying to teach today. Okay. It's about how society has taught us to expect fast results, especially in in bodybuilding whenever they just don't happen. And the problem as well is I was, you know, because it was a learning curve for me, because I had it started in the gym and it's not something that I had ever done before. I had added it in on top of, well, I had trained in the gym. I just hadn't trained this way, like intensely, I guess, towards a goal. I had added the gym workouts in on top of my regular yoga workouts. So I was teaching 14 hours of yoga a week. So I would, you know, get up in the, uh, you know, get up in the morning and I would have a client arrive at nine and I would teach between nine and 12 and then I would have lunch and then I would go to the gym at some point in the afternoon. So adding in this extra gym workout was really quite a strain. You know, it, it was an extra, it's an extra hassle. It was an extra hour every day, you know, I, and I'm the kind of person that when I commit to something, I will not miss a day. Like if I had to get up at 5 a.m. or do, do it at nine o'clock at night, I did not miss a day's training. So adding this in was, was, you know, an extra pressure that I had added into my life. And every day I would look in the mirror and I would say, this is not fair. I am putting in all of this bloody effort. I am showing up to that gym. And li- like there was one day there was like, she had an insane amount of deadlifts and squats right in in this program and you know it was she loves her volume training you know me I'm not really into volume training I'm more into lifting load but I know that loads of fitness models love volume training and you know they don't want to have really big muscles like me so it works really well for them so it was all volume training I remember being like I have never deadlifted as much in my entire life I have never gone to the gym this consistently this has been an effort to add this into my life and surely my results should be better than this by now Surely. I mean, come on. I mean, if life were fair, I would have Emily Sky's butt by now. And I don't. And life is not fair. And this is what we do, right? So we have an expectation of how the world should be. In my perfect world, it would only take me four weeks to get a butt like Emily Skye's. And if maybe not four weeks, maybe I, I could have maybe stretched to six, possibly eight. But you know, I was thinking in four weeks, I'm going to have a butt like Emily Skye's. And then whenever reality did not fit my expectation, I blamed reality. So rather than going, oh, interesting, I had an expectation that the world would be one way and actually the world is another way. So maybe I need to readjust my expectation to fit the way the world actually is, I was like, I blamed the world. I was like, this is not fair. I have sweated, grunted. I have squeezed these damn workouts in to fit around my life. And the learning curve has been steep. And surely I should have better results than this by now. Sound familiar? (laughs) So this is what happens, right? And I see this all the time whenever people join my program. So they join my program and they, you know, the learning curve is steep in the beginning. I didn't even do the nutrition part of Emily's guys. And do you know why I didn't do the nutrition part? Because I looked at it and I was like, there's no way I have the time to fit that in as well as the gym workouts. So what I did was what every single other person does who joins my program, except now I won't let them do this. And this is why I am so, so, so emphatic about about you must nail your nutrition first because nobody wants to nail their nutrition first. Everybody wants to go to the gym. Do you know why? Because going to the gym is actually the easier part of the equation because quite often, you know, sitting down with a pen and a paper and whatever, it requires thought, it requires a calculator, it requires planning, it requires shopping, it requires cooking. So there's loads and loads and loads of different parts that are required in order to bring together the nutrition. But going to the gym is going to the gym. And even if you have never been to a gym, before, it's still easy enough. You just drive there, you go in, you click on the name of the exercise, you open the video of me doing the exercise, you follow along, and then you go home. So even if it takes you slightly longer than it does whenever you're used to the program, it still is only going to take about 60 minutes and you can feel like you have won at something, right? You're like, yes, kill that workout you know, slayed it. I've won. I've done something productive towards this really incredible goal that I have of changing my body. 
I am amazing, right? So, and this is what people do, but they look at the nutrition and they go, hmm, well, that's a wee bit harder. And, you know, it does take, it's going to take a wee bit longer and there's loads of different components. There's loads of different things I have to do. I don't really have time to plan it at the minute. I'll plan it next week. I'll just, I'll go to the gym and I'll plan my nutrition the next week, right? So this, this is what we do. And do you know how I know that we do this? Because this is exactly what I did whenever I started my fitness journey. And it's exactly the one thing that caused me to fail. Well, that and obviously expecting results after four weeks. But it is the one thing that caused me to fail. And this is this is the mistake that people make and whenever they join a fitness program. So, and I see it with the 12-week shred, the four-week shred, the well, the one-week shred is only just launched, so we haven't seen it there yet, but hopefully it won't happen with that one. So the 12-week shred, the four-week shred, the 12-month program, and the 18-month sculpt and shred program. I see it time and time and time and time and time and time and time again. People join. They go to the gym, they lift intensely in the gym, they do their cardio, they smash their leg workouts, they smash their back workouts, they they really start to get into the training, they lift to failure, they leave their soul on the gym floor, and then they look in the mirror after eight weeks or 10 weeks of intense effort and they go, why is my body not any different? Why, why are the changes not happening? I have literally left my soul on the gym floor and I um, I don't have the changes that I thought I would have. And it's usually for one of two reasons. The first one is that the changes that they expect are too great. The changes that they expect are not reality-based. They are a hypothesis that they have created in their mind. They think, okay, I hypothesize that this is going to happen to my body in eight weeks. And then whenever they get the reality, they don't know how to refit their hypotheses into reality, okay? Because the reality is you're never going to completely change your body in eight or 10 weeks. You can make massive changes to your body in eight or 10 weeks, but only if you get all the components correct. So the first thing that people, the first mistake that people make is they think that they're going to get enormous massive changes after eight to 10 weeks of just lifting really intensely in the gym, okay? Or even if they do get the nutrition and the the training together and they get it correct, they still think that they're going to be, you know, have more changes than they will. They think they're going to look like me, basically. They join my program and they go, can I heard what you said? But I really did think that I would look like you after 10 weeks. After At the end of phase one, I kind of thought I'd look maybe half like you, but now I realize it's not going to happen. The second mistake that people make um, after, you know, retrofitting their perception with reality is they they don't believe me when I say that the nutrition is the most important part. So they don't believe me when I say the nutrition is the most important part. Now, of course, you're never going to sculpt muscular curves if you don't go to a gym. That is true. But if you focus on your nutrition and you never went to the gym, you would see bigger changes than if you just focused on the gym and you never got the nutrition correct. Does that make sense? Your nutrition will promote bigger changes than going to the gym. Why is this? Well, it all comes down to the very reason why we expect the changes to happen faster than they happen. And that reason is because most of us have dieted throughout our life, but very few of us have actually taken the time to build muscle. So we have, you know, especially if you're a woman, you have been on a diet at some point in your life. And when you've been on that diet, you've probably had either moderate success or amazing success. So losing fat is very easy whenever you put in a little bit of effort towards it. It's simple and it is relatively easy. When I say easy, your body will drop body fat very, very, very quickly. Case in point, my husband and I are doing a shred at the minute. He has been, Ryan has been lifting intensely in the gym for about the last year, okay? He has made good muscle gains. I think they could have been better, (laughs) but that's only because he didn't really understand the concept of pushing to failure, and now he does. So, but he has made really good gains in the last year, but Ryan has been on a shred with me um, for the last eight weeks, not even eight weeks, seven weeks, and Ryan has dropped seven kilos, sorry, six kilos, 14 pounds in the last seven weeks. 14 pounds, that's a stone for anybody in the UK. So six kilos, 
or 14 pounds he has lost in the last seven weeks. That is an insane amount of body fat to lose. And he said that he feels like he's been on a bulk because I have been doing his diet and training because that is the advantage of being married to the sculpted vegan. <laughs> you get someone to do your diet for you for free. So I have been doing all of his meal plans and doing all of his calories and taking all his progress pictures and advising on all his cardio. And he hasn't gone below 1900 calories. He's on 1900 calories now, which actually is quite low for a man, but he started on 2500 calories and he's gone down to 1900 calories. He said he hasn't been hungry once on this shred. And Ryan has been doing cardio, been doing blaze classes. Even before he started the shred, he was doing, you know, on the Stairmaster, he was doing blaze classes in the gym, which are high intensity classes. He was training in the gym four to five to six times a week. Okay. The only change that he made for this shred was to start eating calorie and macro counted meals every single day. He added that component into his training, which he was already doing, and the body fat started to fall off. People underestimate how important diet is to change body fat. And diet will actually get you the fastest results over building muscle. And this is why I think we, well, it's part of the reason why we expect to see changes faster than actually they can ever be made is because the only experience we've ever had is in dieting and losing body fat. And because we've had, we've been able to make that happen relatively quickly. And like people will be like, oh, well, I don't know. I was on a diet for ages and it took me a long time. Well, rel you know, relative is, you know, quickly is, is relative. Okay. So you can lose about two pounds a week of body fat. So if you put in, you know, a reasonable amount of effort and you, you know, do cardio, lift in the gym, you know, watch your diet, you can lose 14 pounds in seven weeks. That's what my husband has lost, 14 pounds in seven weeks, if you put in quite a bit of effort. So you could, you know, that is that is quite a lot of body fat to lose. You could not put on 14 pounds of muscle in seven weeks. In seven weeks, you could expect to put on a maximum of one to two pounds of muscle. So do you see why we get confused whenever we go to the gym and we start building muscle and we go, yay, I'm going to change my body in eight weeks. I'm going to look like Kim Constable. After at the end of phase one, I know she said that it's not possible, but I'm going to be the anomaly. And everybody always thinks in their mind that they are going to be the special one. I know she said it's not possible, but I'm going to shock the hell out of everyone. I'm going to work my pretty little ass off. and I am going to do everything she tells me. And I am going to be the person that makes the best gains in 10 weeks. But what you don't realize is that scientifically, it's actually not possible. It's just in reality, it's not possible because you can't put on seven or you can't put on 14 pounds of muscle in seven weeks, but you can lose 14 pounds of fat in seven weeks. So this is the reason why our perception is skewed whenever it comes to building muscle or get making massive changes, body changes is because we haven't yet recalibrated our expectation to the new training program that we're doing. So whenever you start a program like the Sculpt and Shred, the 18-month Sculpt and Shred, the reason why it's 18 months long is because it takes that amount of time to see any real changes in your body. You cannot have a transformation in seven days or four days, or four weeks, or you just can't have it. Can you lose a significant amount of body fat in four weeks? Yes. But all you're doing is losing body fat. You're not transforming your body. For me, a transformation is where you build muscle and lose body fat. So you actually, a transformation for me is when something transforms into a different shape. Now, if you lose an awful lot of body fat, then yes, you could say that's a transformation because you have a different shape. But what you're really doing is you're just losing the body fat to uncover cover your natural shape underneath. You're not changing your shape. Whereas whenever you start to train in the gym, the way we teach in the Sculpt and Shred, you're actually transforming your body into something completely new. The body that I have today is insanely different from the body I had three years ago. My shoulders are a, so much wider. I've actually gone up a full dress size on top. Now on the bottom, interestingly, I'm still the same dress size. I'm still a UK size eight on the bottom, but my thighs are squeezing a size eight and my, my waist, you know, everything is quite big around the waist. So I have a typical hourglass figure now in that my, like I can't wear a size 10, um, which is a UK size 10, 
in, in, in pants because they're far too big on the waist, but yet they fit in the thighs. So I kind of have this like bodybuilder problem where I have lovely big thighs. It's a problem that I love. I love to have this problem. Stretchy jeans all the way. So, um, so yeah, so you, you can transform your body. You can completely transform your body, but you can't do it in four weeks. You can, you can only do it over a very long period of time, which brings me back to, allows me to circle back to the reason why I, I started this program in the first place. The reason why when I launched my company, I launched it with a 12-month program because I didn't want anyone else to join one of my programs and believe that they were going to completely transform their body in a very short space of time. If I sold you a 12-week program, then you at the end of 12 weeks would expect to have a completely new body. And that's people ask me all the time, do you have have a muscle building program that is, you know, shorter than the 18 months because they want to buy a muscle building program. And I say, no, I have diets that are shorter than 18 months, of course, because like who wants to be on an 18 month diet? But I have, you know, the four week shred launching in January, January 3rd. And I have the 12 week shred and we have the one week shred. But we are very, 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 very clear in our marketing. These are not body transformations. These are diets. You're not going to build any muscle in these programs. You're going to uncover the muscle that you already have underneath. But you're never going to build muscle in these diets. Not never. Some people do build muscle in a deficit, but you're not going to transform your body in four or 12 weeks. It's just not going to happen. So I always say to people, no, I don't have a muscle building program that is less than 18 months long. Because if I tried to sell you something that was less than 18 months long, I feel that I I would be disingenuous. I feel disingenuine. I feel I would be uh, lying to you because I truly believe that that's what it takes in order to affect a transformation. If you're not willing to take, you know, massive amounts of anabolic steroids, which I would not recommend, you know, then if you're if you're just going to show up and do it the hard way, that is what it takes truly. But the problem is, you know, we talked last week about the different stages that people go through whenever they um, join this or any other program, you know, the Sculpt and Shred program, is that, you know, the, the first stage that everyone goes through is the uninformed optimism stage. You know, you're like just optimistic about the changes. You're optimistic about your body. You're optimistic about the future. You're like so into, you know, like this, pro- you're like, yeah, this program's going to change my life. And finally, I'm going to, I'm going to turn into the person I knew I always could be. And I'm so excited about going to the gym and I know it's going to be hard, but I'm up for the challenge and you have this amazing feeling of uninformed optimism. And then by the time you reach the end of phase one, which is 10 weeks long, you are deep, deep, deep into informed pessimism. Informed pessimism is where you can see all of the work. You can feel the work, see the work, you're right in the middle of the work. And, you know, you still have a little glimmer of optimism because you're like, yeah, I can still, I can see where I'm going with this, but it seems way down the line. And all you can see and feel and taste and think about is getting up at 5 a.m. to get your cardio done and going to the gym when you don't feel like it. And, you know, and trying to lift those bloody big heavy weights and trying to add more weight onto your bench press whenever your chest is screaming and it doesn't want to lift anymore and feeling like you're going to vomit after leg day and all of this tedious meal planning. And, you know, you, you haven't reached the stage yet where it's become a way of life. It still is, it, it's work, right? And, and because you're, you because you have all this work and because you're going through all this work, you just, you want something, right? You want, you want like a glimmer of hope. So you look in the mirror and you go, come on, come on, mirror, show me. It's like mirror, mirror on the wall. Show me the changes that I feel, that I know are happening in my body. And you look in the mirror and you're like, eh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can like, yeah, I can see a little bit more bicep. Yeah, I think I'm, you know, and, and then you take your progress pictures and you go, yeah, love handles are definitely smaller, a little bit less. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can see my fat, you know, and quite often people post pictures in the group and they go, I'm really, I'm really upset because I just, I can't see any changes and I've been working so hard. I'm at the end of phase one and I just, I really can't see any changes. And everyone else looking at it goes, oh my God, like you're half the size you were, you know, where you had two big rolls of fat in your back. Now you only have one small rule. You know, your arm fat is disappearing. Your butt is half the size. Your thighs are much slimmer, but it's not that you can't see the changes. It's just that you thought at the end of 10 weeks, you were going to look like me. (laughs) Or you at least thought you might have had a six pack at least. Come on, like just maybe not a six pack, maybe a two pack, right? Maybe just maybe just two muscles at the top. And so it's not that you can't see the changes. It's just that you thought for all the goddamn effort you've been putting in, 
that the changes might just be a little more noticeable. I mean, come on, if, if life were fair, you would at least have a two-pack, wouldn't you? Come on, if life were fair, right? So this is what happens whenever we start on this training program and we start on any training program, and especially if we haven't nailed the two components, it's always the ones... Sorry, guys, but it is. It's always the ones who haven't completely nailed the nutrition and the training that are the ones that are most upset about how slow the changes are happening. And the reason they're upset about how slow the changes are happening is because when you don't nail your nutrition and your gym program together, then the changes are indeed slower. They are indeed slower. So the people who have completely nailed their macros and their calories, who have religiously counted, who have committed to a new way of life, who have shown up every day to the gym, left their soul on the floor, maybe booked a PT session or a couple of PT sessions to check their form or for leg day, the ones who are truly, truly, truly committed and have followed through on the actions, they're the ones who post the pictures in the group and everyone goes, holy shit, like, wow, girl, what have you been doing? Because when you really, really apply yourself, the changes are quite phenomenal. And they may, you may not look like Kim Constable, if that's your goal, after 10 weeks, but you will look insanely different. And so it really does come down to a question of personal honesty at the end of the day. Some, and I get it, right? Listen, I'm not judging anyone here because I didn't do the nutrition the first time I ever joined, you know, did a fitness program. It took me a long time to come to this way of life. But you know what I wish that I had a had? I wish I had a had, had a had. I wish that I had or had had or had a had, or I don't even know how you say it. But I wish that I had had someone like me, right? Someone like me mentoring me saying, you know what, sweetheart, here's what you have to do because I'm a really good soldier. See if you say to me, Kim, here is the plan. If you follow the plan and you nail your nutrition and you explain to me why I have to nail my nutrition. If you just tell me I have to do it, sometimes I'm like, yeah, well, I need you to tell me why, okay? Give me the science behind it. Like the geek in me needs to know. But if you can tell me why, like I'm telling you now, why you need to nail your nutrition and why that needs to go hand in hand with your gym workouts and why that will give you the good results, well, I'm just bloody well gonna do it. But if you're standing up there with an insanely good body, with six-pack abs, lovely cut legs, great shoulders, if you look like I want to look and you say to me, this is the plan, follow the plan. I'm just going to follow the plan, right? I'm just going to follow the plan. So, you know, and that's because I'm a good soldier, right? And the reason why I'm successful in business and in life is because when you give me a plan and tell me why I should follow the plan this way, and I believe you, I'll just follow the plan. And when I just follow the plan, you just get really good results. So if I can help you in any way, with this training today, it's to, to hammer home, like I have hammered home in every video inside the members area, in every podcast I have done, in every piece of literature I have released, in every free video on Instagram. If you've heard me say it once, you've heard me say it a million times, if you don't take the time to plan and track your nutrition and eat consistently the correct amount of calories every single day, as well as going to the gym, showing up intensely and doing the work. And if you have to lose body fat, doing your cardio consistently at the same tempo on the same incline for the same amount of time on the same days every single week. If you're not prepared to do that, you're not going to get the results. But if you are prepared to do that, you will get the results. And I know it's a learning curve. I know it's a learning curve. I know it takes time. And I know that it's hard. And I know that it's boring as shit. And I know that you're cooking four different meals a day already for your family. And God damn it, you don't want to have to cook another one. And I wish there was an easier way. I wish I could send someone to your house to meal prep. Why do you think I have a personal chef, right? Because I was like, I can't do this all. I can't, I can't do everything. And nutrition is so important to me. I'm just going to work really, really, really hard. I'm going to work my fingers to the bone to earn enough money to employ a personal chef. And so I did. Now, I'm not saying that you should do that, but it was a very high value of mine. Food and having it planned and tracked and delivered fresh to my office, you know, several times a day was so important to me that I found a way to make the money to employ a personal chef. So if I can find a way to do that, 
I am pretty sure you can find a way to carve some time out on the weekend to sit down with a pen and paper and calculator if you need to and make a shopping list and plan and track your food in my fitness pal and do the work to get the results. And if you do the work in the beginning, especially with the nutrition, then you will get the results. And you will be looking in the mirror at the end of phase one or the end of phase two or the end of the 10 weeks. And you will be saying, hot damn, who is that babe looking back at me? You will. And the results will be faster, but you also have to be prepared that the there is a learning curve. You're going to feel like you've worked harder than the results are showing. And that is normal. That is normal. That happens to everybody. And it's only because of the learning curve. Whenever this becomes a way of life for you and it becomes just who you are and not what you do, you won't look in the mirror and expect fast results anymore because it just won't feel quite so hard. It'll feel like normal. And then that's when you'll go, okay, I think I need to increase my intensity in the gym. I need to find a spotter for leg day so I can push heavier. Maybe I need to cut my calories by 100. Maybe I need to increase my cardio. Once it becomes a way of life, that's when you'll look and you'll say, okay, maybe I need to increice the intensity in a a little, you know, a little bit here in all the areas or maybe just one one of the areas in order to get better results. But that, you know, you, you have to be realistic about what you what you can expect and not try and retrofit, you know, retrofit your expectation into reality or not try and squeeze your perception over to reality because quite often, you know, it's it's not that reality is wrong. <laughs> hate to tell you, it's that we have an, an expectation of what is possible, which isn't based in reality, right? And that's only because at some point in our life, we have gone on a diet and we have lost 14 pounds in seven weeks and we go, woohoo, I can change my body shape really quickly, not realizing that there is no way in God's green earth you're ever going to gain 14 pounds of muscle in seven weeks and 14 pounds of muscle would completely and utterly transform your body shape. When I started um, training in the gym, I weighed 57 kilos and I now weigh 65 kilos. So I put on 16 pounds of body fat, I think probably a little more than that. So what's that? 57, 65, so that's eight kilos, which is 2.2 pounds, 16, pounds of muscle I've put on in the last three years and my body is completely different but it's taken me three years to build 18 pounds of muscle right three full years but you could lose 18 pounds of fat in nine weeks so do you see how we have a little bit of a screwed, you know, a screwed up interpretation or a screwed up um, vision of actually what is possible? And it's only because we're used to losing body fat and we are not used to building muscle. So to sum up here, you know, what is the answer, right? So I think that there's two things I would say. The first one is you have to be uh, with three things. You need to try to be more realistic about the changes that you're going to see. They will happen slowly, but once you have shaved off quite a lot of body fat and you're down to kind of 23% and below, you will see muscles coming up quicker. If you have a lot of body fat covering the muscles, you're not going to see the muscles appear because they are going to be covered with a layer of fat. So you have to, that's why in the first two to three phases of the Sculpt and Shred, we try to get you down to below 23% body fat because you're going to be motivated by seeing the weight come off. You're also going to be more motivated whenever you see the muscles coming through. So you need to kind of, you know, bend your or change your perception as to what is actually possible in reality. The second thing you have to do is make sure you're taking your progress pictures and using those every two weeks or every week to measure progress. And you have to look for the small changes. When someone sends me through photos to look and they say, oh, I can't see any changes in my photos. You know, what should I do? The first thing I do is I look at their collarbone. So you always lose body fat from the top down. You will see it coming off your collarbones first and see it coming off your chest. Then I look for the tiny little lines in and around the backs of the triceps. So I look for the obvious areas. I look for back fat. I look for um, obviously stomach fat. I look for uh, tri the backs of the triceps, you know, arm fat. And um, I look at the collarbone. And the last place I look is the legs and the butt because women tend to lose fat from their legs last. If, if a woman has a very tight, very toned hamstrings and glutes and legs, she's usually usually extremely lean. I don't ever really get a very strong glute. I'm very pear-shaped, so I hold all my, my body fat in my butt and my thighs anyway. 
but I don't get a, a very strong glute ham tie-in, um, which which are the lines um, down, if running down from the glutes into the hamstrings at the back. I don't get strong glute ham tie-in because I hold a lot of body fat in the backs of my thighs and my my butt. That's just where my body holds fat. But so, uh, but I will have like at the minute I have veins running across my abs. They're actually starting to come in in rivers from the sides now. I noticed them today for the first time, and I was like, "Yay, my veins are coming!" Unfortunately, my face looks terrible because I have all the veins in my head too. But I can sacrifice veins in my head for veins in my abs. So you, you know, you, you don't look at your legs. You have to look, you know, from the top down. You look, look for the small changes in your photos. That is how you measure your progress. You look at the photos, you look at the changes, and you, you look for the small consistent changes. And whenever you take your photos every single week, you can go back and look at your very first photo and your today photo. Sometimes we don't see the changes week to week, but if you go back and look at your week one photo, and then you look at your, your six week or your eight week photo or your 10 week photo, you'll be like, oh my God, you'll be blown away by the difference. So often we don't see the changes week to week, but if we compare the first week photo with the week 10 photo, you will see a massive, massive amount of difference. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed this training. I love teaching this material because it really, um, it brings home the lesson that I learned that was really, really hard for me to learn, which was if you don't focus on your nutrition, you're never going to get good results. Like I went into the gym and busted my ass whenever I first started. And it was only whenever I, I trained from April to July. And it was only by myself. It was only when I hired my first coach in July and he um, got me counting macros and calories and prioritizing protein that my body started to change. And it changed almost overnight. The minute I started tracking, it changed overnight. And whenever I started tracking, I didn't even meal plan in advance because I was already eating very healthily anyway. And I was prioritizing protein. I actually, rather than like making it hard for myself, I just started tracking what I was currently eating. So I just started tracking in my fitness pal, what I was, what I was, eating, what I was eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And as I find myself at, at, you know, at the end of the day with usually an extra 600 calories to eat, then I would say, okay, well, hang on a second. I find myself consistently now with, at, you know, at the end of the day with an extra 600 calories to eat. What if I try and like increase my breakfast or increase my snacks? Or what if I try and add more food to my plan during the day so I'm not finding myself with an extra 600 calories to eat every evening because I was massively under eating. So whenever you, you know, if you if you find it difficult or you struggle to meal plan, then what I would say is rather than creating a really hard meal plan to follow, just start tracking what you're currently eating. And that is going to give you a really good, um, a really good base to play with because you'll get used to tracking and measuring without actually changing anything. And then you can start to make little changes. So I was like, okay, what if I add this to my breakfast? What does this do to my calories? Oh, interesting. That pushes it up. Okay. So what if I added an extra protein shake? Oh yeah, that's great. That pushes my protein up. So you can start to um, add in little, you can start to make little changes to your diet based on, you know, what you're currently eating. And if, if, you know, if you're already comfortable with what you're currently eating and it's fitting into how you're doing your life and, you know, you're, you're, you can meal prep around that and whatever then it's going to be much, much easier for you to make the changes rather than having to make these massive changes all in one go. So just start small, but do start. Don't don't give it up as, you know, don't throw it in the too hard basket. If you throw it in the too hard basket, you're, you're not going to have the success that you should have on this program and you're going to fail. You're going to enter phase six and you're going to regret not, you know, whenever you enter your shred, you're going to regret not having put in all of that effort to get it right in the beginning and you're going to find it much, much harder to get the results. So, um, yeah. So anyway, I hope that you find this useful. I love teaching this material. I love teaching all this material. It's like my favorite thing in the world to teach. So I'm so excited that I get to do these lives and um I'm going to open it up and take some questions now. So, but anyway, I just wanted to say before I open it up and take some questions, I hope you've enjoyed this training as much as I have enjoyed teaching it. Okay, so let me just pull in some questions. Lorraine is saying, I think that this phase is uh, a big learning phase on how to make this part of my life for the long run. Yes, you're right. And if you go into it with that, um, if you go into it with that attitude, you really will notice uh, a massive, massive difference. Um, in your in, in your journey. And Lisa is saying, other than metabolism, this will be the most important life. Yes, I agree. I think that this is something that many, many women struggle with. And I think that the nutrition part, you know, really, truly is what, what it takes to be successful. But it is the one thing because it's effort people don't want to do. But if you put in the effort, like anything, you know, if you choose the hardest part, they always say like as a golfer, if a golfer is not a good putter, right? And he spends, but he's an, he's he makes amazing drives. If he spends all of his time practicing his drive, is he ever going to get any better? 
No, he needs to spend all of his time practicing his putting because that is what's going to make the difference between being, you know, just a, a mediocre golfer and being a championship golfer. So it's the same with you guys. Whatever your weak spot is, if your weak spot is, you know, consistently doing your cardio, you need to make that, you know, if that's your Achilles heel, then you need to make that important. If your weak spot is your nutrition and nailing your macros, then you need to make that the most important thing. I would say it's more important to make that the most important thing and sacrifice other things until you get that right. And then you can add back in the other things that were easier. So um, let me see who else is saying. So Carrie-Anne is saying, concept, just clicked. Realization, she just had a, what we call an integration. I love that. I can lose body fat, but sculpting takes longer. Kim's points are so true. I even lost muscle in past attempts to lose weight. I'm truly scared to not reaching success, which is why I'm stepping back and really going to approach this differently, i.e., listen to Kim. I'm so pleased that you had an integration with what I was saying. That's why I love teaching these. That's why I think that they are so, so, so important. So Cindy is saying, does everyone move into phase two or do you have to be at a certain point? Well, you don't have to be at a certain point, but you have to finish phase one. And phase one is 10, you know, is 10 weeks long. So, you know, you don't have to like reach a certain body fat or whatever. You know, we say that you should be trying to lose the body fat over the three phases, over the first three phases. But Cindy, this is your journey, okay? You can do whatever feels right for you. Um, you can, you know, but we do, we do say that you, you know, you really should try and get down to 23% body fat or below by the end of phase three. And phase three is, you know, you'll have done 30 weeks of the program, which is more than six months by the end of phase three. So if you can't lose the body fat in six months or something wrong, you need to really make a, um, you need to really make a, a good run at it, a good run at it. Okay. Um, let me just see. Shona is saying, she's replying to Julie Gray and saying that um, she, she says, my first attempt, I made it two days into week one, had a complete meltdown, had to take time to reset and start again. I'm still having difficulty with the nutrition, but it's getting there. Everybody has difficulty with nutrition, but if it's your Achilles heel, you have to make time for it and you have to get it done. Sharon Albion is saying, hi, Kim, definitely takes a while to plan and prep food to fit macros. Looking forward to getting stronger and slender in my body. Yes, it does. It does take time. It really does take time, but make priority for it. Cassandra, what about you when you already have low body fat? Well, then, Cassandra, you're just focusing on building muscle. It, the, the nutrition is just as important when you're building muscle. It's not as important to be absolutely precise with your macros, but if you don't want to get fat, then you do, you know, I, I would I would suggest that everybody who's new to this program, everybody who's new to tracking and planning, that they that you get used to tracking and planning, okay? That you do it anyway, whether you have body fat to lose or not. Because whenever you do it, even for building muscle, it builds that internal muscle and it builds that skill set. I don't need to track and plan anymore when I'm building muscle simply because I know how much I'm eating because I know I can eyeball food and I know how much is in it. Only because I've done it for so long. So, you know, do it anyway and get used to it, but you would be eating for muscle gains instead of eating for fat loss. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that live training I did inside my Sculpt and Shred program. I absolutely love teaching this material. And if you would like to leave me a review on iTunes, don't forget we are giving away a free program every single month to one person who leaves a review. So hop on over to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast episodes, leave a review and we will choose one lucky winner. And I will see you next week for another episode of Strong and Sculpted. Bye for now.